All right, guys, we brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering you damn good beef. That's right. Hassel Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. It's a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, and they ship all over the United States and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Well, because it's the best Wagyu that any man or woman can afford. Hassel Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon Wagyu franks, two jerky flavors, and their Hamburger One Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, but the country loves their beef. So check them out. HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. DNVR and welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online. Y'all know the drill. MSU Denver Online puts rigorous and affordable affordable classes taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom right into your living room. So check out msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer and get in on all those great classes, all of those great opportunities. And you should know that MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So if you use the code DNVR Sports when you apply, you will have all of your application fees waived, which is pretty great. So make sure you check out msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, RK, what's up, my friend? RK is back. Kareem is back. What a good day. Yeah, it is a great day, and my stimmy just hit Zach, so you know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> Man, that's it. you pretty much are getting the payday that Kareem Jackson just got yesterday. Yeah, um, something <laughs> like that, something like that. Uh, he gets $5 million, you get a stimmy, pretty much the same. Yep, just throwing it all into Dogecoin. <laughs> there we go, and then you'll be $5 million soon. Exactly, that's how I'm going to get my K-Jack money. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, uh, excited to talk about this today because it just feels like a, a throwback BSN Broncos, RK and Zach draft show. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you're sitting there thinking, okay, so corners off the board. They've got three. I shouldn't say off the board. Corners taken care of. They've got three really good corners on top of Michael Ojemudia. Uh, who we know has a very high ceiling back there. They've got safety taken care of. Uh, They brought back Von Miller. They've got edge taken care of, although maybe they could use a little depth there, but I don't know if that's first-round depth. You go around, and you start to think to yourself, what? What's left? What's left to address? And and I know the answer to this. (laughs) I think there's two answers to this. Um, 
But I think it's a really interesting conversation to have because I think the way the Broncos approach free agency should give us a little bit of a hint as to what they're thinking as they move towards the draft. Yeah, and Ryan, I just want to go right off the bat and guess the two positions you're thinking of. I have to imagine the very obvious one is quarterback, now that cornerback is addressed. And I'm going to say the other one, inside linebacker? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, and I would agree. And would you put them in those orders as well? Um. Well, yes. And here's the thing. You know, I believe in Drew Locke. Uh, everyone knows that. Um I've been saying it for years now, and and obviously there were some, I don't know, for lack of a better term, dark moments um, last season for just about everyone's belief of Drew Locke, I think. Um, But when you don't know, then you don't know. And if you don't know at quarterback, then it's a need. And it's the need until you, until it's not, you know, like, Every day you wake up, you don't have a franchise quarterback for sure. It's your biggest need. Uh, And so while the Broncos and George Payton could take the approach of we want to give Drew Locke more opportunities to be the guy and, you know, answer the question as who is our quarterback of the future, it also has to be something that George Payton wakes up and thinks about every day especially the way that he's approaching this sack, because we could have seen George Payton come in here and said, you know, the silent R word rebuild with his actions. Um, He could have not brought back Von Miller. He could have not brought back Kareem Jackson. Heck, he could have not re-signed Justin Simmons, although that would have been, um, I mean, people would have lost their minds. Uh, But they could have made a lot of moves that said, hey, um, it's not coming anytime soon because we don't have an answer at the quarterback position. So we're not going to operate one year at a time. George Payton has done the exact opposite. Um, It has Broncos fans really excited because he's clearly approaching this. I mean, all the one-year deals out there, they're approaching this like they've got a chance to make noise this year. For that to happen, they've got to have their quarterback. Exactly. And Ryan, it's not crazy to say that the Broncos have a top five team outside of the quarterback position. And when you have a top five team and you get average play from a quarterback, you're making the playoffs right there. So that that at least has to be what George Payton's looking for is just and that would be a huge upgrade to go from one of the worst quarterback rooms last year in the NFL to to just average. But he could even look for more than, than average. And Ryan, what's interesting about this is he's approached this as win now and not just win in a two to three year window win this year. Kareem Jackson, one year deal. Um, um, Kyle Fuller, one year deal. Von Miller, final year of his deal. These are all guys that are for 2021. And what's interesting is he hasn't addressed quarterback at all. Now we find out yesterday, Marcus Mariota isn't going to be available. I mean, the the available quarterbacks that could help you this year have just been flying off the board. And so it does make you think, Okay, does he love one of these quarterbacks in the draft? We know he was there on the field for Trey Lance's pro day last last week and seemed to uh seemed to really like him. But is Trey Lance 
the opposite of what this team needs right now? He's a developmental quarterback. Is he a guy that would come in here and be a day one starter uh, of the top five quarterbacks? I think most people would say he's the furthest from that. So is Mac Jones that guy? Outside of Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people think he he's the, the closest to being NFL ready, at least for week one this year. And it really makes you think, how does a first round quarterback fall into what George Payton's doing and thinking this year? Yeah, it, and it begs the question of who is his guy. Maybe he has a guy, um, and he's just sitting there saying, okay, well, I'm going to go get my guy uh, in the draft, and we're going to be off to the races as soon as I get him. Um, now, again, win now and rookie quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance, Mac Jones, just about anyone but Trevor Lawrence, I would say, and even he is a question mark in terms of instant success in the NFL. Um, it just doesn't mix together well. So it begs that question, but I definitely – I'm just starting to get the vibes that George Payton has a guy that's his guy, and he's going to go get him. Um, and, Zach, I'm actually – Maybe I shouldn't do this to the kid, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm actually not of the belief that Trey Lance is as much of a developmental project as people are leading him to be. Uh, the reason why I say that is because he has probably the single most important skill for instant success from a young quarterback, and that's athleticism. Uh, and the ability to kind of just make it up as he goes. Um, you know, it, obviously young quarterbacks have so much to learn when they get to the NFL. But if you can just kind of go up there, go out there, call a play, and go, you know, uh, go just make stuff up on the fly, break out of the pocket, run around, wait until, you know, K.J. Hamler gets behind the defense and chuck it 60 yards in the air, then you can you can figure it out. You can survive. And that's the number one thing I've been saying, whether it's about Trey Lance or someone like Mac Jones, is all of these guys who have succeeded right away, whether or at least survived their early um, bumps in the road, all of them have had that to fall back on, whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's, you know, even Baker Mayfield a little bit was able to use his athleticism to fall back on it. Um, you know, obviously, Lamar Jackson came in the league and, and just started running around and making everyone look silly out there. And so that, to me, means that he can figure it out. And you add that on top of the fact that everyone is raving about how fast this guy can pick up an offense, all the work he can do on the board, um, all the leadership and stuff. I just wonder if it's a little bit like um, maybe like Carl Anthony Towns, which is an interesting comp here. But if you remember him at Kentucky, you know, he was surrounded by like nine other five-star players. And they just said like, hey, you're a post guy. Just go play in the post. And when he was coming into the draft, uh, people were like, this guy can shoot the three. Uh, but he was just never asked to do it at Kentucky. And that's kind of what I feel um, about Trey Lance. Like, I think he can do a lot of things that he's just never asked to do because he was so much bigger and stronger and faster than everyone he was on the field with. They were just like, Hey, just let's just go kind of like run power option with the quarterback all the time. Uh, and so he wasn't asked to do quite as much as you can hear. 
I am follow. I'm starting to fall in love with Trey Lance uh, and starting to talk myself into all of the uh, upside there. And I think what's great is I think you and I are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to this. Actually, not. Oh, okay. um, I, I think it's easy to fall in love with Trey Lance and Ryan to start this pod. You said we were throwing this back to the BSN days where it was you and I. We have uh, some BK in our comment section chiming in. It Extra just fits. Throwback. It fits those vibes very much. And Ryan, BK, Jedi Hunter, want to know who we think George Payton's guy is. I can, uh, I can get behind any of the top five quarterbacks, Ryan. I'm at the point where it's quarterback or bust at nine, trade up. The Broncos just land any of these quarterbacks. I can convince myself on any of these guys. You know how I feel about Mac Jones. And speaking of Mac Jones, you were talking about athleticism earlier. Mac Jones showing off some speed. Speed, baby. That's what I'm talking. I mean, he's got Patrick Mahomes speed. He's got uh, Baker Mayfield speed. That's what I'm talking about. But Ryan, well, hold so- on, hold on. <laughs> I need you to acknowledge that no one's 40 time is legitimate this year. Not a single person's. Uh, I don't know. I saw it. I didn't see that from the official Alabama account. I saw that from a scout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need that stuff laser timed. You would probably expect Mac Jones to be like five five. Would be your guess. No, no, I, I just, you know, uh, four seven two is that what they clocked? Was uh, is that what they had him at? Oh man, I was seeing four seven eight. I'll take four seven two, maybe even four six eight. Yeah, I think I might have seen like one <laughs> one time a four seven two one time. You know, he, he wasn't known for his speed, but Brandon Spano pointed this out yesterday. Anquan Bolden ran a four seven one. I'm just. I'm not buying that. And Mac Jones is just as fast as Anquan Bolden. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. He, you know, he he focused on the speed, and there he is. But uh, So the people want us to speculate who George Payton's guy is. And Ryan, I think everyone come draft time outside of the Jaguars are going to fall in love with Trey Lance. You, me, George Payton. Every other NFL team. And I think it's going to be a huge decision for the New York Jets, whether to take Zach Wilson, who I think everyone kind of has as the number two guy right now, uh, or Trey Lance. And I don't think Trey Lance makes it past three. May, okay, I don't, think he, I don't think there's any way in the world he makes it past four. I don't think he makes it past three, personally. So then this conversation, because what's not to like about Trey Lance? The only thing that you can't like about Trey Lance is that he went to North Dakota State and that he didn't play against tough competition. That's the only thing you can't like, because not only does he have the, he, he have the athleticism, he has the build, he has this every single skill you want, and he has the brain as well. That's the perfect quarterback right there. Just the only caveat, okay, it is he going to not be good when he plays good competition? But I think every team is going to say, holy cow, this is Patrick Mahomes. This is the guy that has the brain. This is the guy that has the wheels. This is the guy that has the arm. And so he's not going to last until Patrick Mahomes lasted, you know, in, in the top 10. It's going to be Trey Lance going in the top five. So the question is not, is George Payton going to fall in love with him? But is George Payton not just going to be willing to take a quarterback in the first round, but make a huge trade up to get Trey Lance? Like I said, I think he has his guy, and I think he'll do what he has to do to get him. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, for a while, I thought that was Deshaun Watson. um, But obviously, you know, all things Deshaun Watson are on heavy pause um, for quite a while now. 
Um, and I saw, I think it was Albright who reported yesterday, two teams who were, you know, hot in hot pursuit of Deshaun Watson have just said, like, we have to move forward without him um, because it's just this, regardless of guilt or or not, you just have to operate under the assumption that you're never, like, you might as well, honestly, if you're an NFL GM, operate under the assumption that Deshaun Watson isn't playing football again. Exactly. Um, and it, you know, it, it's unfortunate for so many reasons. Um, but so, so now I'm starting to think it's in the draft. Um, I, I'm honestly feel like he's on one of two sides of the spectrum because to me, um, while you know you're just such a nice guy, you just love everyone. I feel like. You're either a person who likes Trey Lance types or you're a person who likes Mac Jones types. And, well, I am not personally a Mac Jones guy, and I don't mean this as an insult to him. Uh-oh. I've been saying this over and over and over again. If you loved Kirk Cousins, you're going to love Mac Jones. And that's that points me in that direction. Um, you know, like, those two, when I think of – who Mac Jones is in the NFL, I see a lot of Kirk Cousins. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, that's someone who at one point became the highest paid quarterback ever. Um, so if he did love Kirk Cousins, he is going to love Mac Jones in my eyes. Um, and, and did he maybe, did he love Kirk Cousins? We don't know. That's what we don't know. Um, obviously, all, all he, he was part of the front office who, who gave him such an insane offer. Um, but... I honestly don't know. I don't know if he loves uh, loved Kirk Cousins or if he loved Kirk Cousins at one point and then fell out of love at a different point. Um, it's uh, it's you know kind of the the mystery there. Uh, he definitely was part of a front office that did love Kirk Cousins, and now he is part of uh, a his own front office with no extra influence. You know that could potentially sway him one way or the other. So it's a very interesting kind of type of situation there with Mac Jones uh, and Kirk Cousins. And Zach kind of left us hanging there with a cliffhanger because he said he's going to let us know if he loved him uh, some <clears> – <throat> he said he's going to let us know if George Payton loved him some Kirk Cousins. Um, and, that's the, and that's the other answer. And you could definitely talk yourself into a situation where he's looking at Mac Jones as the single most polished – quarterback in this class and is saying like we need a quarterback who can let us win now and we think mac jones is ready to step in and go zach you left us with quite the cliffhanger there you said you're gonna let us know if he loved kirk cousins well yes he did he did love kirk cousins because he gave him 90 million dollars in guaranteed money and ryan that's a that's a great point Oh, well, I mean, we, we have to base it on, you know, what he's done in the past. And he's also a guy that has drafted Christian Ponder in the first round. Now, again, maybe that wasn't him. Maybe that was just his friend taking over there. Uh, but not super athletic guys, not guys that had all the tools. And you can absolutely make the argument that since he's drafted Christian Ponder, though, that um, the game has changed at quarterback and it's gone to the much more athletic type. And you can say that George Payton has changed his, the way he approaches it as well. Although 
kind of the Kirk Cousins going after him with big time money would kind of throw a wrench in that. But Ryan, I'm loving what you're saying because, like you, like, like I said, I love any of these top five guys, and I'm okay with any of them. And you know, I love me some Mac Jones, and especially if he's building a team to win sooner than everyone thinks in Denver. Mac Jones is a guy that can absolutely hit the ground running because he's played against the best competition in college ball. He's proven to be very, very good under pressure. He's proven that he can play uh, against that elite talent and put up great numbers. So I have to put you on the spot here. If you had to guess who George Payton's guy is, who is it? And then I'll ask you a follow-up to that. Like I said, I think 30 to 31 teams will fall in love with Trey Lance will just fall in love with him. So that's why I'm going to say that that's going to be George Payton's guy. Nice. I love it. Cause that's where, that's where I'm at. But I also am like acknowledging that that might be wishful thinking in my head. We just don't know what a George Payton guy looks like. Uh, you know, and I said that after he was hired and John always stepped down, like that was my favorite part of all this is I can easily look at guys and say, whether that's a John Elway guy or not, I have no clue what George Payton guys are. We can use hints from the way things went in Minnesota, but obviously he wasn't the final decision maker there. Um, and if we, if Minnesota is anything like Denver, we know that the final decision maker can sometimes go against the wishes of everyone else there. So I'll be interested to find out. I do like the idea, you know, that Mace has brought up time and time again, which is that. Uh, the Vikings really do their homework of the players that are in their backyard. And, you know, Trey Lance falls into that category. But I can also really see him uh, being a Mac Jones guy. And we haven't even mentioned Let's you go. Know, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you that Trey Lance is going to rocket up boards. Um, and, and honestly, if you just, if you like gave them completely blank white jerseys, and took all the competition off the field and just watched film of these guys. Like I could see some NFL GM saying they like Trey Lance better than Trevor Lawrence. Like they might be a little bit getting a little bit crazy, but I could see an NFL GM saying that. So, um, it's really interesting. Ryan, what scares me about all of this really quick is it seems too obvious. And uh, that's one thing that GMs don't want to set up is too obvious of a situation. Now, if you're the Jaguars, that's okay because no one can jump you. If you're the Jets, they could trade Sam Darnold now. They're going to hold on to him close to the draft to try to build up his value and make some speculation about what's going on. And that's also silly. But when you're at nine, you don't want to be known that you have to get a quarterback. And that's my only pause here is, is this just too obvious? No, Uh, Zach freezing in a great spot there. Um, No, I don't think it's too obvious. We got you back Um, because I think the Broncos can roll forward with Drew Locke. Um, You know, there is absolutely a world that I see where Drew Locke figures it out. Um, he takes a big step forward in year three. He finally has Cortland Sutton back with him. Um, <clears throat> you get a healthy offensive line in front of him and a good right tackle in front of him. Um, no disrespect to Elijah Wilkinson. But Peace. you get all of those things together, and I can see a world in which Drew Locke makes a jump. Um, and so I don't think the Broncos' hands are tied to have to go 
quarterback in the top 10. In fact, I think the Broncos are in an incredible position to just take the best player available. Just be patient. Now, if you want to get quarterback, this that changes everything, and you got to jump up probably to get your guy. <clears throat> but if you are willing to say we don't need quarterback, we want quarterback right now, but we re- we we are willing to live in a world where we give Drew Locke another opportunity for second year in the offense for the first time since his junior year of college. I can see a world in which they just say, let's sit at nine, see who's there. Whoever is the best there, we can take them. And that could be inside linebacker, although I think nine might be a little high. I think you'd actually go back to get inside linebacker. That might be corner back. And that is on the surface, it seems like you don't need it, but you all you have multiple guys um, with expiring deals after this year. So you could say that corner is a need. And maybe it's Kyle Pitts where they just say, this guy is a freak Your and guy. we want more freaks on our team. Uh, and yeah, and I would support that entirely. So I don't think their hands are tied, but I definitely think that there's a there's a chance that George Payton is telling everyone in the Broncos front office, guy, this guy is our guy. I'm sold on him, and I'm going to do what it takes to get him. And that would excite everyone in Broncos country. What you're saying is there's a chance on Lance, and that would be very exciting. Like you kind of laid out, Ryan, Broncos can go BPA. Broncos can trade up for a quarterback. Broncos can trade back. George Payton, outside of the quarterback position, has put himself in a great, great, great spot. The spot that every GM wants to be in heading into a draft, especially sitting with the ninth overall pick, where that could carry value if a quarterback is still there for a team that wants to trade up. And you're close enough to move up to get your guy if you want, they're in a great spot. So my, my final question to this is, is though, Ryan, let's say they do roll with Drew. We know that they're going to bring in competition for Drew. Do you make that move now leading up to the draft? Do you make that move on draft day when you trade for Gardner Minshew after the first round goes and you don't get your quarterback? Or do you just hope that you can find someone on the free agent market that Alex Smith is still there or that you can make a trade after the draft? When do you do that? I think you'll see the I think you'll see the Broncos add to their quarterback room before the draft. Honestly, regardless um, of whether they are targeting a quarterback in the first round or not, um, kind of one to have stability there uh, and have flexibility when you get to the draft, and two to protect yourself from what you said, Zach. If everyone knows that you're targeting quarterback and you're desperate to do so, then you can get fleeced. Um, and honestly, as you're, if you're trying to move up, teams are going to know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a guy that you can fall back on, and Drew Locke honestly is that guy in my opinion, but even then, teams are going to be a little skeptical. You have to be able to say, like, if, they, if, the, if you're saying we'll give you this year's first, next year's first, and a third, and they're saying, like, we need uh, you to make that third a second, you need to be able to say no. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so if you have Drew Locke and a veteran behind him, you really can just say no. Uh, and you and you have to be able to do so. Yeah, and Jedi Hunter says Alex Smith could easily win 10 games for us. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. All right, Zach. Um, 
before we get out of here, we got to do our DraftKings pick of the week. Do you have something up your sleeve for me, and does it involve Alabama? Of course it does. It absolutely involves Alabama. Speaking of Mac Jones, that gets me ready for this pick. I'm doing a teaser on this next coming week's games. I've got Alabama against UCLA. I like Alabama straight up. They're also six-point favorites. I like them to cover that, but... Why not just make it easy, teasy money here? Pair that with Gonzaga. They're 13 and a half point favorites going up against Creighton. Let's tease that. So get six points for Bama, makes them just have to win the game and brings Gonzaga's line down to seven and a half. When when Gonzaga turned it on this past week, they were so hot. They're going to be hot against Creighton. So give me Alabama, Gonzaga teaser. Alabama, Gonzaga teaser. I like it. He's thinking, thinking deep here. Um, Unfortunately, the line isn't up yet, but I'm just going to give you – I'm just going to tell you what... – <laughs> He's thinking about this. This is a big one, too. This is the Betts guy. You know what? I was going to tell you to just wait on Nikola Jokic points because they're not quite up yet and just take what they are. But I like this line enough. Um, Nuggets are the best team in the NBA on the second night of back-to-back over the last two years. So I'm not worried about that. Give me Nuggets money line tonight at Toronto, my 141. Oh, man, I love that. I absolutely love that. And something else I love is our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And with the tournament and full swing, they're going to give you even more incredible deals this coming weekend over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving you a chance to win $100 when you just bet $1. That's 100 to 1 odds this weekend. All you have to do is pick a team to win this weekend. And if your team wins, you win $100 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the tournament this weekend and if they win this weekend boom there you go $100 and you can also check them out for UFC 260 this weekend and of course just like you said Ryan some NBA some hockey as well they have fantastic odds boost even for the tournament they still have odds boost so make sure to head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to sign up to turn $1 into $100 if any college basketball team or you're choosing pulled off the win for a limited time only only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right guys that's gonna wrap things up for us on the live side of things but we still got plenty of more Broncos talk to come on the podcast side of things so make sure you catch the second half of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts if you enjoyed this part of the show hit us with a like Hit us with a subscribe, and you can even sign up for alerts whenever we go live. We appreciate that. We've got a great edition of Three Ring Circus coming to you on Friday this week uh, with special guest Vic Lombardi. We're super excited about that. So uh, make sure you hang out on Friday. I know that it's going to be a fun time with Vic. Uh, But that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys, before we move on, I want to talk to you quickly about the perks of being a member of DNVR. And there are many. You start with a free shirt and mask to go along with your annual membership. And then it just unfolds and and just there's just more and more and more. One thing that I think is really cool is the members only lounge. This is a place where you can go in there and chat with fellow Broncos fans all day long. If you just want to talk about the Broncos, well, that's what you can do. But there's channels for everything in there. And we've seen people uh, find ski buddies, golf buddies through the Discord because, you know, it's great. 
to meet new friends as part of the DNVR family. Heck, sometimes we're in there hanging out, chatting with people. Uh, you, of course, can come down to the DNVR bar. You say, hey, I'm a member when you, when you go up there and order your beer. And all of a sudden, your beer just grows in size. It goes from 16-ounce beer to a 22-ounce beer, which is pretty great. Uh, of course, only members can jump on with us when we're doing, like, the red zone. And, and finally, you can have – well, not finally, just – Another thing is you can have all of your comments read on this here podcast. We know we have plenty today. That's just a few of the things. It just goes on and on and on and on. And actually, the next 300 members right now are going to get a holistic stick from Holistic Wellness, which is pretty cool. It's a CBD stick. You guys know we love uh, CBD. You just add this in to your water or any drink, chug it down, and see how it can help you. And if you haven't tried out the... uh, the perks of CBD yet. You should really do it. I know we have uh, another partner in green roads who I've been using their relax gummies uh, after work and man, they really do help you relax. So whatever it may do for you, you should check it out. Um, And that's just a nice little perk right now. If you're going to sign up and join uh, the DNVR.com. So check it out and uh, see if you want to become a member if you haven't already. Something else you know we love is the official beer of DNVR, our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. And Ryan, man, I got to try them all this past weekend, every single flavor. And I'll tell you what, the best damn seltzers out there. I can promise you that with their good company seltzers over Breckenridge Brewery. My personal favorite was the peach, but you can't sleep on the honeydew. Not only was it delicious, but I've never seen a honeydew seltzer anywhere else. I love how unique it was. That's number two for me right there. But man, you give me peach anything and that's going to be a home run there. And you can get it in a fifth teen pack that's the way to go i absolutely love these seltzers picking myself up another case of them this weekend to have some fun and of course they still have damn good beer if you want to check out their beer we're getting in strawberry sky season again of course right now got some snow on the ground that that's good for an avalanche amber ale of course and really anything you want any time of the year you can have it and one of my favorite things about breckenridge brewery run is that strawberry sky a lot of people would say it's you know a summer beer i love that it's a that's it that it's an all year round beer uh love love that you can get that anytime and i love that they're now in the seltzer game with good company so surround yourself with some good seltzers and some good company with good company love it zach all right let's move on to the questions here uh and we have limited time so we're gonna get through as many as we possibly can today um so if your question doesn't get read you can always copy it over tomorrow and um, send your complaints to the people who leave long comments like this one. <laughs> it's from the Chad. He says, gentlemen, dare I say I'm becoming cautiously optimistic about the Broncos. George Payton has absolutely crushed free agency. Other than letting Phil walk, he's been upgrading this team with surgical precision. I love that he brought back Justin Simmons, Shelby Vaughn and Kareem. We never would have seen this group back together with Elway. Then he signed two studs in the secondary. What a boss move great to see someone's being a fresh set of eyes for this team correct me if i'm wrong here but at this point holes in the roster are getting filled quickly most glaring holes that i see are quarterback and running back am i missing any other major gaps in the roster running back seems simple enough to fill the draft which leaves quarterback as the big outstanding item at this point i only see three options deshaun is off the table until further notice one run it back with drew two draft a quarterback in round one this year or three draft a quarterback in round one next year 
it's a hard choice for me because I feel it all revolves around time. How aggressive do we want to be to win now? Going with plan with Drew as plan A is the most aggressive, assuming we don't trade back to acquire 2022 picks. Um, then it's a toss-up between drafting a first-round quarterback this year or next year. This comes down to which class you like better versus when do you want to start developing a young quarterback? Given those three options, what do you think the Broncos will do? And what do you think they should do? Thanks for your hard work on the pods. I work in finance and look at spreadsheets all day. And the pod has become uh, mission critical to get through some of the boring, arduous parts of my job. Haven't missed an episode since I found it earlier this year, but we're definitely happy to have you in the family, my man. Yeah, that is way too cool to chat. And and I totally agree with everything you're saying, except for running back. Uh, one of the things that George Payton or that uh, Pat Shermer really likes is a bell cow running back. He has that now clearly with Melvin Gordon, and they're going to ride him a ton this year. So I don't think that's a huge need now. Would I be shocked if they went and got one on day two? No, I wouldn't be. Uh, but that's not a huge need going into the draft. In terms of what I think they'll do, at quarterback, Ryan, I think he's going to say, we're not going to be this close to the top of the draft next year, so I need to get my quarterback this year. I I mean, could you blame him? Um, you Absolutely hope to not. never be this high again uh, in the draft order. Um, and then I would just add linebacker to that list. Now, um, I didn't mention this during the live portion, and I should have. Justin Sernod could be that guy. We just – we never know. We know that – um, Vic Fangio liked him a decent amount. I don't know if the way things stand currently, if Vic Fangio is saying like, don't draft linebacker, we have Justin Sernod. Um, that would be very intense. Uh, but it's possible. Um, and we know that he has a type. We just don't know what that type is. So maybe Justin Sernod is his guy. I would add that to the list. And I don't think the Broncos are, are desperate for running back. Um, I think that, you know, George Payton thought he had a rabbit in his hat in Mike Boone. I think he thinks that he's kind of a super underrated guy that is going to be a big player for this team. Averaging over five yards per carry throughout his career. Like that number. Next one from JP Marchand. Thanks for all the great Broncos coverage. As a lifelong Broncos and Nuggets fan, it's incredible to have amazing non-coastal bias coverage. I don't know how other fan bases the fan bases manage without coverage like DNVR. That means so much, JP. Thanks for rolling with us. I'm not sure if it has been quite addressed on how new shows or on new shows, but with recent moves, specifically on the defensive side, are the Broncos closer to win now mode than we originally were thinking? With one-year deals for Vaughn, K, Jack, Fuller, it feels like this upcoming year is crucial to keep two-thirds of those players around for the long term. With all this going on for Watson, that feels less likely before the draft. I also don't think drafting a rookie quarterback would help you win now any more than drew would with that in mind what are our options it feels like the free agent quarterback market is dry not sure we'd be not sure we'd be more excited about Minshew compared to Locke. and our trade options are heading that direction as well why do we why do we need to call, call to get russell wilson's list or who do we need to call to get on russell wilson's list this is a dream scenario but feels like the only worthwhile fit for a win now broncos team and peyton we trust and looking forward to seeing what kind of magic he can pull off thoughts Man, I mean, if you could get on Russell Wilson's list, that changes everything. I, I think, Zach, you and I both view that as pretty unrealistic. Um, and what's interesting to me is that George Payton has been making these aggressive moves post Deshaun Watson scandal or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, he, you know, if that never happened with Deshaun, I would be saying, like, he is gearing up 
to be ready to win with Deshaun this year. Um, and I just have a hard time thinking that's still where he stands. So he clearly has an idea of what he wants to do. And heck, maybe he just thinks if we have a dominant defense and we keep our offense together and we run the ball well uh, and we give Drew all these options, then we're going to, and then he's going to be ready to help us win right away. Yeah, and they, they have to have some level confidence in Drew for not making any quarterback moves it now because it wouldn't be crazy if the Broncos went out and got a free agent quarterback and then also drafted a guy in the first round. That's something that a lot of teams do. So they at least think that, that Drew can be good enough if they're not able to land their guy. Next one coming in from, oh, by the way. I'm pumped to have Kareem back. Honestly, one of the funnest players to watch. He brings an energy to the team that would be hard to replace. Expecting a lot of turnovers this year. And that's something that Kyle Fuller brings. And that's why he's a huge addition. Is Ronald Darby good potential lockdown cornerback, but not an interception guy? Kyle Fuller, an interception guy. Just a couple of years ago, he led the NFL in interceptions with seven under Vic Fangio. So that is why I just love the Kyle Fuller signing is Broncos desperately need turnovers and Kyle Fuller is a guy that does that absolutely uh it's funny because Ronald Darby is not that uh or at least hasn't been yet you have to get an interception from a quarterback making a bad decision you know what I'm saying so you got to have the rush up front to help you make bad decisions that can maybe help Ronald Darby that can help Kyle Fuller that can help Justin Simmons all these guys Bryce Callahan as well, create more turnovers. Yeah. And then you got Kareem just laying the wood out there. So it's going to, man, this defense is going to be really, really fun to watch. And then you think about just all the talent on offense. It's very exciting. And we're only in March still haven't even hit the draft. Next one from low country Bronco morning boys, thoughts and prayers to everyone in Boulder and Colorado in general, just a couple of thoughts today. One, does Bucky Bronco have a few screws loose or what? He has fields going to the Eagles and Farley going to the Broncos in his mock 2.0 post Darby and Fuller contracts. I don't care what he says. Those would be wasted picks as neither our team team needs respectively any longer. Uh, would you be shocked if uh, Eagles went quarterback, Ryan? No, not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Two, I have a list of possibilities here that I hope for a quarterback spot. This has changed a bit since the Deshaun Watson allegations. In the draft, I'd love to see the Broncos take either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I've been watching their film all week, and while I've been out with co- or while I've been out with COVID, hope you recover. After a deep dive, Fields really does look like Deshaun until there's pressure in his face, and Lance could absolutely end up being a total stud. Finally, if we go hedge, it has to be Minshew. A month out from the draft, what you guys do or what do you guys want to see? in the draft or free agent hedge market well you'll love what our first segment that's for sure low country bronco uh and yeah that seems like the biggest concern with justin fields is when there's pressure in his face uh he 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 falls apart yeah for sure next one's from chat permer says peyton has started well but there are a lot of one-year deals and contract decisions to be made for 2022 there's still a lot of work to done before to be done before we become relevant again even outside of the quarterback questions, we can't keep everybody. Are we drafting their direct replacements this year and hope they develop in one season? Uh, it's interesting. I've seen this sentiment out there uh, a couple times now, like people like complaining about all of the one-year deals. Um, and I just don't see it that way. Um, yes, you're going to have a lot of questions to answer in 2022, but who's to say you can't just, answer them you had a lot of questions to answer in 2021 and George Payton went ahead and answered most of them already so I'm I'm just a little surprised to see this 
sentiment so prevalent in my mentions and other other places on Twitter. I, I I don't view it that way. Ryan, I did not initially like the one-year deal for Kyle Fuller, but as I've thought of it, I actually like it because if you would have signed him to a long-term deal, you would have had to give him all pro money for that long-term deal. You would have had to give him $15 million for three or four years. Well, now you get him for one year at a discount because it's the discount COVID year, and you can get those on one-year deals. You can't necessarily get those on long-term deals. So you got him at a discount, you get him in your building, uh, and then if he plays up to that all-pro caliber, you have him in your building already. So that just makes it that much easier to sign. That makes it so you can get that much more of a little bit of a discount potentially. And you can lock him up before he even hits the free agent market. You can lock him up in October, Ryan. And so I really like the one-year deal for Kyle Fuller there. But let's say Kyle Fuller doesn't live up to it. Von Miller uh, doesn't come back into form. Kareem Jackson seems like he's done. Then, yeah, you are going to have a lot a lot of questions uh, going into next year that you didn't have at this point right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from the count, seems like GP is in win-now mode. Love, Le Comte. <laughs> yes, it certainly does, and that's what's, that's what's exciting. Just got to figure out that quarterback position. Yeah, it's, I'm so fascinated to find out what he's thinking, where he is. Uh, maybe secretly he really likes Drew Locke. Yeah, maybe he does, and it's just all been a ploy, and that, that's his tease, maybe. Next one from Casper. Fellas, do you want to see the Broncos on Hard Knocks this year? As much as I don't want a distraction for the team, it would be cool to get an inside look and get some of the lesser-known players some exposure to a national audience. Um, yeah, because if the Broncos are on hard knocks, then HBO becomes a write-off sack. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And absolutely, uh, we want that behind-the-scenes look as well. We, we, we get a pretty good behind-the-scenes look, but that would just be even better. Yeah, and I'm not sure exactly how things are going to shake out with the locker room this year. Um, but, you know, we missed out on so much access last year. And if we are going to miss out on that access again, it would be nice – to have a show like Hard Knocks to give us a little insight on who these guys are. Yeah, exactly. It would be. Next one from Orange and Blue all over. Appreciate you guys never shying away from difficult topics and discussing the tragic events in Boulder. My heart goes out to all. Don't think people realize how many people these events affect and for how long. I often still think of and become emotional about Columbine over 20 years ago just from having been around their school so often before and after the shooting for sports as I attended a high school nearby at the time. It was the first time myself or any of my friends even considered this as a potential this is a potential danger before we accept it. It is normal. This latest tragedy will sadly similarly impact countless more than we realize keeping all of Colorado and Boulder in my thoughts. If you have time, suggest everyone invest in watching. We are Columbine as well as the Ted talk by one of the shooters mothers. No, we can't eliminate all of them, but equally Equally heartbroken and angry, we refuse to demand to have popular common sense reform passed and do something to at least reduce their frequency. I think that's all very well said, orange and blue all over. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, the people at Columbine, and I think one of the most impactful uh, pieces of journalism I've read and just sad uh, stories uh, was something that was done recently talking about all of the Columbine victims that survived and how they uh are now sending their own kids off to school and how scary and difficult that is for them and it just i feel like that should be a wake-up call for us 
to, to hear stuff like that. It's like he mentioned how long and, and how impactful this is on people for the rest of their lives. Now these people are sending their kids off to school. They're terrified of it. And it's just like, man, oh, we haven't fixed this or, in my opinion, even to, tried that hard to fix this since that happened. Um, yeah. And I just feel like, you know, people should be looking in the mirror and looking at their, you know, uh, at legislation and just looking at the government and saying, can we do, can we try something like, you know, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to cross into politics by any means. I just want to, I, I feel like we should be trying um, regardless, uh, obviously thinking of, of my hometown in Boulder and, uh, and uh, it's just, uh, it's really painful that this keeps happening um, anywhere in the world, but man, it, it keeps happening here in Colorado and, and uh, it makes it even, even harder. It does. It does. And it, just like you said, Ryan, we just love to see something try people try to, to make this stuff stop because it's, it's terrible. And of course yep. our, our hearts and thoughts are going out to all of those. He says on Broncos question, how good do you think Locke needs to be this year for the following trade him for a third round pick, trade him for a second round pick, trade him for a first round pick, trade him for two first round picks and be worth a big long-term contract in Denver. It's funny that you say this. If Drew Locke is good, the Broncos aren't going to want to trade him. Right. <laughs> so at what point is that? If he's worth a first-round pick? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like if he's good, he has trade value. If he's not, he doesn't. <laughs> right. So there's, I don't really think there's an in-between there. Um, to me, it's basically like he's either worth a day one or day two pick, or he's worth – maybe a late day three pick. Um, I can't really see a way in which he plays. Like, let's say he's playing like super average, um, which is what I think he, you would be at, like what you're thinking along the lines of for a third round pick. There's just no way no one's gi- someone's giving up a third round pick for him there. Yeah. He's going to either have to play really good and have a ton of trade value and the Broncos aren't going to want to trade him, or he doesn't play good enough. And unfortunately, like it's time – as a perceived starting quarterback in the NFL is just gone. Yeah. And right now I think his trade value is probably the top of day three. We're talking about a fourth round pick and Ryan, I agree with you. I find it very hard for him to play himself into a day two pick this coming year without becoming a day one pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, The Broncos would get off to a hot start. Drew's playing really well. They're not trading him. Yeah. No, they, they aren't. Next one from Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys, today we look at the Green Bay Packers, and there should be no debate about this. So is there a regular season Broncos-Packers game that sticks out? I remember a Monday night game in 2003 that was Brett Favre's first game after his father passed away. That game had been delayed because of a tornado, but Denver ultimately got obliterated in that game. Peyton Manning in his last hurrah had a solid game in 2015 where C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman teed off for 160 rushing yards on the ground. And what about your Bucks? May Green Bay is another former division rival and that rivalry is also a rather long story and boy holy cow speaking of long stories Andrew Mason left a long comment to answer that about the Bucks um the Broncos actually have some some good games I remember what what was it the year that they broke Aaron Rodgers was that the 2015 year yes that was that was a super bowl year Mace just set the record for longest comment in history. 
Yes, this thing is an absolute novel. Should have just posted it as a story. I, I think that's over a thousand words. I think so too. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. The the one against Aaron Rodgers was epic. That was uh. That was when you started to dream of the Super Bowl that year because the Broncos were just okay in most games, and then they did that, and it was like, oh, okay, if they're capable of doing this to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They can win any game. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably where my Aaron Rodgers take started. So I appreciate the Broncos defense for that. Next I one do comes. also remember that Green Bay game, though, uh, on Monday Night Football. Yeah. The main reason I remember it is because it was right after the Bron- uh, the Rockies World Series. Um, they kind of overlapped. Just heart wrench after heart wrench. Next one coming in from some people call me the space cowboy guys. I got to admit it. I screamed like a girl when I saw Kareem resign with the Broncos. Here comes what's more likely. Okay. First one Broncos defensive bats lead the league in interceptions or the Broncos front seven leagues, the leads, the league in sacks. Hmm. I'm going to say sacks because I've seen the high level ability, right? You've seen, Von Miller flirt with 20 sacks. You've seen Bradley Chubb uh, flirt with the rookie record for sacks. So if everything comes together for them, you add in Draymond Jones adding another year under his uh, under his belt. All of those things kind of add up together uh, to make you believe, okay, if everything comes together for the front seven, they could lead the league in sacks. And I'm going to say interceptions because of, of the sack guys up front, but also because you have the best safety group in the NFL. Uh, you have the best secondary in the NFL, and you should have one of the best cornerback groups in the NFL, and now you added yourself a Kyle Fuller back there. So this 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 defense should be so good. And, Ryan, those two things will also play off each other and help a, a lot. And something that will help all of us is our friends over at Manscaped. Not only do they make great tools for the family jewels, but they're partnering up with the Testicular Cancer Society because one man every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. And at Manscaped, they're looking to save balls. This means not only designing the right tools for the family jewels, but raising awareness for the ball-busting disease, which is the most common form of cancer among men, men ages 15 to 35. You heard that right. 15 years old to 35 years old. And as part of Manscaped's brand mission, their partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society aims to educate and entertain while spreading a very important message about early detection and self-screening to protect yourself against men's health issues and cancer risks. So first and foremost, get your balls checked regardless of your age. Next, Grab a lawnmower 3.0 from our friends over at Manscaped. Use D- the code DNVR to save 20% plus free shipping and help the proceeds go toward an amazing cause. And buy the performance packages and crop mops today, and they'll contribute to the We Save Balls initiative. And every purchase made in the month of March goes toward contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. Use the code DNVR to save 20% off your purchase over at Manscaped. Get free shipping and help out the testicular cancer society with our friends over at manscaped zoom care is actually a really, really cool, um, service. Um, I used it recently and man, it could not be more painless than that. Um, you hop on, you schedule an appointment. There's always appointments available. You from the comfort of your own couch, open up a zoom chat, 
start talking with the doctor. They're able to make prescriptions from there. They're able to make diagnoses from there. And what would normally be, I don't know, probably an hour and a half at least experience where you got to drive somewhere, sit in the waiting room, set up, go in there, drive back, turns into like a 15 minute experience. Uh, um, Or, you know, depending on whatever you're dealing with and how quickly they can diagnose it. It's really, really cool. Even better is after that, if you have any questions, any follow-ups, you know, normally you'd be like, oh, I got to call my doctor and, you know, you're leaving a message with the receptionist and hoping they call you back. Well, with ZoomCare, you could just hop on their chat function. They've got a, someone there wait, waiting to talk to you. You tell them what's going on. They, they instantly can answer your questions or refer you to someone who can. Um, and it's really great. And on top of that, a lot of people don't know this. They also have in-person locations. Um, so you can go in and, and basically get like an urgent care visit uh, if you need to do that as well. Really, really recommend ZoomCare. ZoomCare.com. Check them out. Uh, it's super convenient. And they're opening up another one in Denver soon. And Ryan, do you know what Gabby insurance stands for? The Gabby part? I don't. Get a better insurance. And that's exactly what they do over at Gabby. And all it takes is literally five to 10 minutes to get a better insurance. And what I mean by better insurance is better coverage, but also huge savings. Ryan, on average, customers at Gabby save over $900 per year. That's over $80 per month. Imagine how many Breck good companies you could buy with $80 a month extra in your pocket. And what you do, head to gabby.com or get that's gabi.com slash DNVR to check out what they have going on. All you have to do, you enter five to 10 minutes of information about insurance stuff that you know off the top of your head, you know, what type of car you have. You don't have to enter VIN numbers or anything like that. And they search uh, over 40 top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, all in one place. Literally takes five or 10 minutes and then it comes up with the best rates for you. And like I said, savings of almost $1,000 a year on average. So you could top that $1,000. So I did it, took me five or 10 minutes. And the great thing is, they didn't sell my information to anyone. I wasn't getting hit up by 40 insurance companies after. Nope, nope, nope. Just got a quote. Then you sign up right there. It is so easy. So make sure to check them out. Go to gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR to get a better insurance. All right, Zach, we've got about 15 minutes left here before I got to run. So let's go rapid fire here through the questions, see how many we can knock out. This one's from Pismo Beach Broncos 07. He says, even though I don't agree with RK's take on Drew Locke having potential to be the guy, I respect him taking a strong stance on how he feels. I've been really, really curious to know what Zach's unadulterated, honest opinion of is of Drew Locke. It can even be fan-sided. I actually would prefer that position. He's played, played it awfully neutral. What do you want to see happen? I'd be interested to hear Mace's opinion as well. What are you both hoping for? First round quarterback, trade for a vet, keep Locke and run it back. I want anyone other than Locke starting. That's my hot take. What's yours? Well, the best thing for the Broncos, Ryan, is to have Drew Locke succeed, but you're going to have to make a decision on a first round quarterback before you get to see if Drew Locke succeeds. For me, I'm taking a quarterback and I don't care who it is. If I were to fall, fall in love with one, do all of that work uh, that, that George Payton's doing, then I'm trading up, giving up multiple first round picks in order to go get that guy. But I'm at the point, Ryan, and this isn't against Drew Lockett's because I like all five guys. 
I'm taking a quarterback at nine, no matter who it is. Cause I know one of those five guys is going to be there. I'm at that point right now. Uh, and drew, it's just, you are in a spot where I think you could get uh, a quarterback that has a better chance of succeeding than drew right now. So if drew ends up being the guy, yeah, there are bright spots. He's had some incredible games. He ended the season on a, on a seven touchdown to two interception or three interception streak last year. So there's encouraging signs there, but I'm moving on. I'm getting a first round quarterback this year. Love it. There's a strong stance from Zach that you so desired. <laughs> Next one from Broncology. In your comments early or in your comments early in this pod, it is horrible when shootings happen. You propose something be done. What should be done? Are you proposing disarming the populace? Disarming law-abiding citizens does nothing to stop criminals from killing people. Killing is already illegal. Cities like Detroit and Chicago already have eliminated the ability to ability to own firearms. It has done nothing to stop those cities from having some of the highest gun-related murder rates in the entire country, and it has effectively eliminated the good law-abiding citizens from an effective way of protecting themselves. Guns are not the problem. Broken people are the problem. I was just going to say, I totally understand everyone has their opinions on this, um, and we could go in circles forever. Um, I think that I, res I respect these opinions. There's, uh, you know, there's a counterpoint to every point. Um, I, I don't know, Zach, am I, am I overstepping here by saying like, we don't need to, ha we don't need to uh, try and salt, like, hash this out in the, in the comments. I think, I think that's fair. Um, and you know, he's just, he's laying out his, his side there and continues to go on about the, the broken people and how people are the issue, but he does say on a lighter note, thanks for all the work you guys do to bring us all great football news. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, censor your opinion. I think you, you're, I think you are absolutely entitled to that. I think your point comes across in the first paragraph there. Um, but to me, it's like, you ask what should be done. I don't know. I really don't. But it's not. That's not my job. <laughs> you know, my job is to sit here and talk about the Broncos. It's way above my pay grade to figure it out. And absolutely, mental health is a huge part of the problem. We we absolutely have to address that. There's so many things that we have to address. Like I said, I just want someone to try something um, mm -hmm. because it just doesn't feel like it has been. And and. I, like I said, I'm not taking a stance on what it should be because I don't know what it should be. I just want to see some sort of program somewhere where we're trying to figure this out, whether it's about the people, it's about guns, whether it's about both, or just let's just try something. Right. Yeah. And I, I totally see that. And Broncology giving a suggestion of what needs to be done. And that's focusing on mental health. We, I totally agree. Next one from Dan 100%. Burke. Hey guys, I saw this on Twitter yesterday and it might be something that's better suited for a first segment, but tell me what y'all think. So there was some discussion that the Broncos have the best non-quarterback roster in the division. If you split the positions into offensive tackle interior offensive line, he gives those both to Denver wide receiver. He says the chargers, but probably Denver soon tight end, Kansas city running back Las Vegas on the defensive side edge. He's given it to Denver inside linebacker. This was hard, but he's going Vegas. Now safety, Denver corner, Denver in interior your defensive line kansas city because of chris jones which team has the best position group in the division in y'all's opinion i put my answers in the brackets hmm which team has the best position group in the division i mean you can definitely make the case that the broncos have a lot of these in the bag um <laughs> And it just illuminates something that we've been saying for so long on this podcast, Zach. And it's, it's maybe one of the more frustrating parts of football. 
if you don't have best quarterback, it doesn't, none of the rest of the stuff matters all that much. Now, if you can compete for having the best quarterback, now everything else comes back into play, right? Mm-hmm. If you have the second best quarterback in the division, but you have the best offensive line, you have the best wide receivers, you have the best edge, you have the best secondary. Okay, well, now you can beat that team. But, you know, as it stands, the Broncos have the worst quarterback in the division. So all of these things can only get them so far. And, and like I said, I think it might be the most frustrating part about football. Team building is so important. But if you don't have the quarterback, you don't have anything. Yep, exactly. That's why it's so important and why I'm not passing up an opportunity in first round this year to get it. It's interesting. Uh, Dan lists 10 positions and he says the Broncos have the best in five of those positions. That's going against the entire division. So saying the rest of the division, the other three teams split the other five. And of course, that doesn't consider quarterback and it just really shows how important that position is. Yep. Next one's from Mike1809. Son of a gun, you guys. It happened again. My hopes for this season are officially up. Let me explain. I'm the perennial optimist in my family. I always find a way to get my hopes up for the Broncos during this offseason. As you can imagine, the past five seasons have been a huge bummer for those of us that struggle to take off the orange-colored glasses that the count pointed out a few days ago. Sigh. That said, is this the year that my optimistic dreams are also realistic dreams? Rationale follows. Now that we've got K-Jack back, plus the additions of a corner and a beast of a secondary, best in the league. On a scale of 1 to 10, how baller do you expect our pass rush to be this year? Chubb, Miller, and Merle Greed? Come on. Three, the best offensive line in the AFC West includes Def Pieces and Coach Munchak coaching them. Four, offensive weapons galore. And five, the biggest question mark, Drew. Again, recognizing my bias towards optimism, but I'm predicting Drew to progress substantially this year. My prediction, consistently a top 15 QB with a few games in the top eight thoughts. That type of quarterback play, Zach, will get this team into the playoffs. And if that's uh, what you think Drew's going to do, then you roll with him this year because that would mean he went from one of the worst to one of the uh, to to average to middle of the pack. Ryan, what type of jump do you think he's going to take after that? Uh, you would think that he would be a top ten quarterback eventually. So yeah, you absolutely do that. And man, this pass rush could be exceptional, but we we haven't seen the Von Miller Bradley Chubb pass rush really excel. So I. I, I the, the potential there is so deadly, but we just haven't seen it yet. From Drew for QB. If the Broncos trade back and draft JOK, what does that mean for Justin Sternod? I like both players and think they could both be really great players. Also with Kareem back, what should we expect from the defense? I think you can absolutely have multiple very good, speedy coverage linebackers. Um, like you, you, All that would do is give you more flexibility on defense. Yeah, I think Justin Stranod still makes the team, but he's clearly going to see the least playing time, in my opinion. Next one from Broncos only. Much has been said about how the locker room was frustrated with John Elway for being reluctant to reward players on the team with contracts they deserved. Which players specifically, besides Philip Lindsay, didn't get their due from the Broncos? Sorry, what was that again? What players outside of Philip Lindsay didn't get their due from the Broncos during the John Elway tenure? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. The first one that came to my mind was Malik Jackson, but I don't think that was like a didn't get his due type of situation. Um, Just because he wanted a ton of money, the Broncos weren't going to be able to afford everyone. Um, Derek Wolf was willing to take a hometown discount. He wasn't. He got paid. Um, 
I know inside the locker room, a player that really, really, really frustrated other players was releasing TJ Ward. Um, and now a little bit of a different situation, but Ryan, the Broncos made the right call there. TJ went on to, uh, I, I don't think he did, or I know he didn't do much after being with the Broncos. No, he didn't. Um, trying to think like Wesley Woodyard was one that people were really upset. Um, yeah. he, he was let go. The tough um, thing about this is the Broncos didn't draft very well for, for a decent period of time. So they didn't really have guys to give second contracts to that. They declined to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, from Broncos only much has been said about, how, Oh, that was the last one. Um, oh gosh. All right. We'll finish with this one from LDJ. It's a long one. He says, George Payton blows my mind. He's in the Justin press conference with you all, and they ask him and Vic, what, what did they think about Justin coming out of college? Vic was honest and said he didn't even look at too much film of him, LOL. But, man, Peyton, he was able to give you a play-by-play Daniel Jeremiah in-depth analysis of Justin as if he was going to be drafted at the end of next month, basically saying he had all the tools and skills were there, but he had to get bigger on an NFL level and develop, and that's why he believes he fell to the third round. That was so honest and brilliant. That lets me know this guy is going to build a juggernaut of a football team the right way through the draft and adding pieces that fit the culture and competitiveness of this team. I had no optimism. Drew didn't play well enough to be the guy, uh, but he played enough to not be the guy, in my opinion. But I, I, I look at George like, wow, dude, you're a major asset. I wish I could be a fly on the wall as him and Vic and the scouts and Donatel and Shermer prepared the draft boards. I'm excited for the draft because for the first time in a long time, I have no clue what we'll do this uh, this guy stirred this roster up as we wait for a Nick Foles or Minshew trade. He's, he, uh, he shirred this roster up. Uh, he's a draft away from in Peyton. We trust PS. The Raiders suck. Marcus Mariota had a litany of people interested in him and they held him hostage until most of the free agent money was spent and his market had calmed. He had no choice, but to restructure that sucks. We could have done the same to Kareem, but we let him test the market for reuniting Raiders suck. And like some analysts were saying, agents aren't going to forget that come this time next year. Premium prices for the Raiders, LOL. <laughs> Love it, LDJ. And uh, man, I completely agree. George Payton's done incredibly well. Now, it doesn't really matter if the Broncos don't get good quarterback play. And Ryan, that's why instead of all roads lead back to Deshaun, Mason and I have changed it to all roads lead back to cost-controlled quarterbacks. And that could mean Drew Locke. It could mean any of the rookie quarterbacks this year. And that's why another reason why I'm on my path of give me one of the top five quarterbacks in this draft. Listen, I will not be disappointed if that's a decision they make. And the last thing I want to say about George Payton is man this guy has a plan um and two different seasons back-to-back years with multiple different coaching staffs someone that was on the coaching staff told me of john elway they didn't feel like he had a plan there's no way you can say that about george payton this guy absolutely has a plan he's executed it to this point while i agree with almost everything except I don't agree with the decision on Philip Lindsay. Um, but everything else he's done has been really impressive. And even with Philip Lindsay, he had a plan. He had his guy, Mike Boone there in Minnesota that I think he views as an undervalued player who was stuck behind two really good players in front of him. So I'm excited to see what the rest of this plan looks like. And I'm excited to see, uh, to see what George Payton has in store again. Before we finish, I, I do want to apologize for Broncology. I, 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 I hope you were able to 
get your point across in that first paragraph. Just on a day where we were short on time, wanted to try and uh, steer things back towards the Broncos conversation because we can talk about potential solutions and problems about that all day. Uh, so I hope you understand. Uh, but for now, Zach, that is going to wrap us up on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Right after one last shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family owned dentist group in the metro area. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you head over there. They'll treat you like family because they are the DNVR family. Um, multiple people at DNVR have made Green Mountain Dental their dentist, whether that's employees like Allie, Michaela, Brandon, Lindsay, everyone's going over there. And then when you go in there, they say, oh man, another person came in this week and said DNVR sent them. So join uh, the crew of people who have switched over to Green Mountain Dental Group and join their family. But for today, that's going to wrap it up on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Don't